The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Morning, I thought I would share with you a few thoughts that I've been having, and uh, and we'll see where it goes. So, Monday night, Gil gave a very lovely talk. A couple of you, a few of you were there on trusting awareness and loving everyone. Trusting awareness. He said it a couple of different ways. Um, Trusting awareness and sweeping or tending the temple courtyard. And that his talk stayed with me and uh, I have thought about trusting our awareness you know the Buddha suggested be a refuge unto yourself be a lamp unto yourself don't put your trust in something or someone else trust your awareness trust your ability to be aware. Trust your ability to awaken. And so we practice. We practice our awakeness, our awareness, and rest in that awareness. I love that term, rest in the awareness. And love everyone. (laughs) Wow. That's a tall order, isn't it? So, I find, as probably you do, that it's not always possible to love everyone. What I have found recently instead is, but I can be kind to everyone. I can be respectful to everyone. And that's a form of loving, I think. And there are many, many ways to be kind. Each of us probably has our own way and can find our own way. But keeping in mind kindness towards others and that kindness and respect are forms of loving. So another thing that has touched me, yesterday hearing on the news, the meeting of Prime Minister Abe, the Japanese Prime Minister, and President Obama in uh, Hawaii. And I heard, you know, a a bit of what the Prime Minister said. And I thought it was quite amazing. Um, What I also noticed was neither one of them apologized for what their country had done. But they did talk about 
an enduring alliance and and coming together to support each other reconciling reconciling and making stronger our relationship so it made me think of the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, Commission in um, South Africa after apartheid and how powerful that was. No punishment, no retribution, but people coming and freely acknowledging what they had done and accepting forgiveness. So I find myself wondering about this Japanese-American alliance um, without an actual acknowledgement of what happened and a forgiveness. Is that an important piece that's missing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, both men sounded very, very sincere. Um, that seemed like, it seemed to me like a very important moment in our history. Such horrible things were done. Um, and Prime Minister Abe was suggesting that, that despite the horrible things done, the U.S. has always been there for Japan has helped the country. And Japan, likewise, has committed to, and he said yesterday they were recommitting to no more war. No more war. I thought that was pretty astounding, too. They learned the horrors of war and decided, no more. We will not fight any more war. I thought that was really amazing. So, what would the Buddha say? I think he would probably be most pleased to have two countries that have done abominable things to each other, 70 or 75 years later, come together and pledge an alliance, pledge to support each other, help each other where they can, and at least on the side of Japan, no more war. No more retribution. But a coming together, a reconciling. I read recently a quote from uh, Robert Thurman. He said, when you understand interconnectedness, 
it makes you more afraid of hating than of dying. Isn't that powerful? When we really see and understand how totally interconnected we are, then it can make us more afraid of hating, of hating each other, than of dying. Buddha also suggested when you see, when you understand how everyone cares about themselves, cares about him or herself, when everyone basically wants the same happiness, how can you harm another living being? when we recognize that we are basically all the same, how can we cause harm to each other? How can we hate? And do we recognize the harm of hating? Can we turn our attention to kindness, to caring about each other? The Dalai Lama suggests that it's very clear that when we care about each other, when we take care of each other, things work so much better. And when we don't, when we don't care about each other, when we don't take care of each other, it's very clear that that doesn't work. So it makes me think of the story of, at the time of the Buddha, when there was a monk in his sangha that was very sick with dysentery. And he was left in his room or his hut by himself. Nobody was tending to him. And the Buddha found out about it. And he went to him and he said, how come nobody's taking care of you? And the monk said, oh, they don't want to come near me. I'm dirty I'm unclean and they don't, they don't want to be bothered or come to me. And so the Buddha went and gathered his monks together and he got a bowl full of water and he told them to come with him and he went and washed the monk. And he said to his other monks, if we do not take care of each other, who will? Who will? Sometimes it seems like we have such a strong sense, particularly in this culture, but in others too, of taking care of ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. 
And we sometimes lose that sense of taking care of each other. But if we don't, who will? If we don't, how will we survive? We are so interconnected. We are so interdependent. Maybe more so than at any time in history. If we don't take care of each other, how will we survive? One author said, if we don't hold kindness as a value, how will we survive? How can we survive as a culture if we don't hold kindness as a value? So I'll leave you with these words from Sylvia Borstein. If you're on the Spirit Rock newsletter email, (laughs) you got this yesterday. May you feel protected and safe. May you feel contented and pleased. May your physical body provide you with strength. May your life unfold smoothly and with ease. So that is my wish also.